0: So, I recently had a comment on a video about whether or not spirits are really just parts of our minds that speak to us when we are in our ritual setting and we are performing an invocation. Now, if you're going with the psychological model of things, excuse me, guys, I'm a little bit thirsty, so I'm grabbing something out of my refrigerator. And yes, I know I pronounced that wrong, but I don't really care Um, so if you're going with the psychological model, you could go along with the idea that these spirits and stuff that we talk to are really just parts of ourselves, right? I mean, we play different roles all the time in our everyday lives. We put on like different, this might be the wrong term for it, but I'm going to use that anyway. We put on different masks when we go and do different things, when I'm at my job, I'm wearing the mask of a store associate. And therefore I act accordingly in that situation with customers. When I'm around friends, I act in a different manner. When I'm in my temple doing ritual magic, I act in a very specific manner. When I'm around certain family members, I act in a very different manner. When I'm around, you get the point, right? So, You know, we all act in different ways depending on the situation. And if you look at any different um, entities or deities or spirits from any system, what's the different things that you read about them? These are their attributes. This is what they look like. This is what their skills are. This is what they can help you out with. That's giving you a list of traits, right? That's giving you a list of characteristics, Right? So, hypothetically, with the psychological model, what we're talking about is when we read about a particular spirit, like Mala, from the Fifty Names of Marduk, that has to do with courage. Okay? You know, a very uh, bra- bravery and courage and such. Psychologically speaking, if we're going with the psychological model, if I was to go into my ritual space and do the two candles and the Zekia Kanta, Ziana Kanta, yada yada, and I invoke Mala... From the psychological model, what that is doing then is my subconscious and my conscious know what mala is all about because I've read the page and it's talking about courage and bravery and stuff. So what my mind hypothetically would then do is tap into the schemas and associations and circuitry that have to do with bravery and courage and thus bring those feelings up within myself through activating those different parts of the mind to push those attributes of bravery and courage. So obviously I would be looking to have bravery and courage in regards to a certain situation that I am asking Mala to help me with. And therefore it is forming an association between needing bravery and courage and the particular situation that I have invoked Mala 4. So I say, hey, I have this thing that's going on tomorrow. I need to be brave and I need some courage about it. Mala, hear my urgent prayer. You know, I'm summarizing, paraphrasing here. And then I go through that ritual with all the psychodrama and such. And so when I step into that situation tomorrow, I already have an association of bravery and courage with that particular situation, because like in the 50 names of Marduk spells, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to visualize the outcome, visualize the goal, visualize what we want it to look like. So I've already basically pre-programmed my brain with the idea of when I step into that situation tomorrow, this is how I'm going to act. This is what's going to happen. These are all the different scenarios that could come up, and this is the end result that I am going to manifest. And so I'm programming my brain in how to make that situation happen. And then when I go into that situation the next day, I make that situation happen to the best of my ability and with courage and bravery because I have already programmed myself to do so. It's like, um, there's the term priming, right? In, um, in psychology anyway, when we, when we're going to learn something new, we, come up with all of the different things that we already know about that subject. So, you know, if you're going to learn multiplication and division, you are, you would have already had to learn addition and subtraction. That's why when kids are learning about multiplication, they learn that it is repeated addition because they already know addition. When they learn about division, they learn that it's repeated subtraction because I already know subtraction. So we're priming our minds with stuff that we already know. So, We already know that a particular spirit has these different attributions and we already know the situation that we want help with. So we associate those qualities and feelings with this situation. So now that situation that we want no longer has anxiety, no longer has a what if factor, no longer has an unknown outcome. It has the outcome that we want it to have because we have already associated the spirit with helping us with that and all of the attributions of that spirit being activated in our minds to change our behaviors to the person that we want to be in order for that situation that we want to make manifest in order to actually manifest. Yeah, there we go. I think I did really good on this one. Let me know down in the comments um, what do you guys think about this, whether spirits are spiritual or psychological. Or maybe you're on the fence about it. Good hunting.